Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 238 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a community organizer, speaker, writer, and developer. She is currently working as a development manager at Seven West Media in Western Australia. Her passion is front-end technology, and she's a strong advocate for women in technology, volunteering at events such as SheCodes and MuseJS. She is also founder and organizer of Fenders, a local meetup for front-end developers, co-organizer and director at Mixin Conf, and she was named as one of the top 20 women in tech in Western Australia in its inaugural year. So welcome to the podcast, Mandy Michael. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So Mandy, that, that intro gives us a bit of a flavor of who you are and what you do, but could you perhaps tell us a little bit about what you're doing in your role as development manager? I became the dev manager about just over 12 months ago at Seven West. We have a dev team of about, I think it's about 12 people at the moment. And basically, I just manage the the devs in the team. We do like one-on-ones and help people uh, develop their goals. And I also obviously manage all of the team culture aspects of things, do a lot of organizing for the team for hack days and other kind of events, but also um, the normal stuff like helping to determine the direction that we're going to go in, technologies that we're going to use. I work closely with our tech lead in order to work through those kinds of things. So yeah, it's pretty fun. Obviously, a lot of people see the word manager and they start to worry that it means they won't necessarily be doing sort of the hands-on aspect of the development. Do you manage to, to stay doing both? Not as much as I would like. So what I've started doing, because often I find that uh, especially when there's a lot going on and uh, or you've got new people joining, your time tends to be spent actually managing people rather than, than coding. But uh, I try to leave days where I don't have meetings or things to do so I can actually do code. So I try, I try to do stuff um, from time to time. Uh, I just spent all of last week coding quite a large part of our site um, because it's the beginning of the year. I was able to like work my schedule. So I was pretty happy that I got some time last week, but I have to be organized and, and plan it in. Um, you can't just sort of do it on a whim when you're managing people because, you know, the people come first in that role, I think. They did. So presumably that's something you'd understand before you took the role on that, that potentially your workload and your work pattern is going to change? Yeah, I had a bit of an idea of it. Um, I'd been a team lead before in a different company, although it it was quite different to my role now. Um, So I kind of knew that I wouldn't get to do as much, but managing the team here has been a lot more work than I expected. Uh, I sort of manage other parts of the team as in the product and tech team as well, not, not just the devs from time to time. So it kind of spilled out a little bit to a bit of work that I wasn't expecting, but um, it's been good challenges. Like I've learned a lot from doing it. So, so no complaints. Um, I just have to be a bit more prepared to keep the coding up during work hours. 
Yes, exactly. Okay, Mandy, can you share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of perhaps should be? This is such a hard question. And I'm gonna gonna say something that's a little bit boring, which I sort of have already mentioned, and that's being organized. Um, it might sound really, really obvious, but uh, people always say to me, "Oh, Mandy, how do you get so much done? You must be so organized." And I'm not a naturally organized person, and I don't think most of us are. I have to use, make extensive use of tools like Asana and calendar apps and notes and reminders to sort of manage my time. And this allows me to make the most of the opportunities that come my way, whether it's a conference or a podcast or writing articles or actually, you know, doing my day job. I remember somebody at work said to me, it must have been earlier last year, that I was really, really organized and that's how I could get everything done. And I remember just being so taken aback by going, oh, you don't understand. I'm so unorganized. That's why I have to use all these tools because if I didn't have them, I wouldn't be able to do anything. And my boss just sort of stopped me and said, Mandy, that's what makes you organized. And I kind of never really thought about it that way before. I'd never considered using all of these tools and stuff being organized. I just kind of thought people were better at it than I was. So yeah, I think if you aren't planning your days and planning when you're going to do things, I'd recommend that people do that now. Um, it helps you to focus. It helps you to figure out what you can feasibly achieve within the time that you have. It also takes a lot of stress out of things because you know what you've got on. It's a lot harder to overcommit or miss deadlines or let people down because you know what's in your schedule. And you can also see where things are. So if a good opportunity comes up, you can know that you can shift things around. Or, or in my case with work, I can make sure I have time to do things that I love, like uh, front-end coding and that kind of stuff. I think generally it's a good skill to have in the workplace, um, but it's also good if you want to do all of the extracurricular stuff like conference speaking and that kind of thing as well. It is. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Asana. I, I use Trello for exactly the same reason. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting point you make about the sort of um, perception that people have of you as well of being organized because you have those things in place which do make you organized. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting point. Totally. So Mandy, can you share with us your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? Look, if I'm being honest, I've had some really terrible moments. As a woman in tech, there's a lot of difficult things that you have to deal with that I, I'm not sure a lot of people are aware of. Um, I've also made many, many terrible mistakes uh, as a manager and as a developer. But if I was to think about something that I regret that I had control over, um, there is one thing that has always bothered me when I look back on it. And sometimes I think about it, I'm like, oh, so at one of my previous employers, I'd actually joined the company as a project manager, but I really did not enjoy the role. Um, I constantly found myself uh, helping developers to deliver projects around deadlines and, and that kind of thing. So I remember asking my boss if I could become a front-end dev, and he said, yeah, of course you can. Um, I transferred roles, and I was doing design and front-end, and it was really great. I was super-duper happy because I'd been given this fantastic opportunity to work on both my design skills as well as my front-end skills, and it was, like, perfect. But not long after this, my entire team changed, and I got a brand-new boss, 
And he decided that um, development and design were two separate things. Uh, And we were even put on different floors of the building. And I was told that I had to choose between being a front-end developer and a designer, that I wasn't allowed to be both. So I chose development because that's what I knew and that's what I was comfortable with. But it kind of never sat very well with me that I had to choose because to me they were both so closely related that the separation seemed a bit ridiculous. In hindsight, I really, really wish I'd fought this decision. So what I learned from it was that if you feel really strongly about something, then you should trust your instincts and push for what you think is best for you. Now that I manage a team, I can say with 100% certainty that managers don't always know what the right course of action is and they make a decision based on what information they have um, to the best of their abilities. But if you don't say anything, they're not going to know. So I sometimes wonder if I'd had a bit more confidence and I challenged the decision if I would have been able to do both and and then I would have been in a, in a much better place um, with my design skills. I mean, my design skills are okay, but I would have loved to continue working with, with actual designers to refine that, that skill set. But I'll never know because I never challenged it. Sure. In, in terms of being in that, in that situation, of course, the culture within the team and maybe the organization had changed. Do you feel at that point, if you had flagged it and they said, that's exactly how it's going to be, you may have made a decision about whether you wanted to stay at that company or not? I mean, if you were asking present Mandy that, I definitely would have um, considered, well, I definitely would leave and go somewhere else. Like present Mandy is a lot more confident than past Mandy. But back then, I'm not sure what I would have done. I didn't have the confidence that I have now. Like I hadn't learned a lot of lessons that I have now to, to give me the confidence to challenge things. So I probably would have stayed around and just felt miserable about it. But I never want to be in a position where that happens uh, again, I guess. I I want to be able to challenge things and, and this is going to sound bad, but I want to get my way. If I know that something's right for me, I want to be able to do that. I don't like the idea of somebody else telling me what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do with my career. I think that's right. I think it's all about what it is that you want out of your career and something to make those decisions that a culture or a change doesn't actually suit your, your personal career objectives. Exactly. I'd like to think that I would have left if I'd had the confidence to ask, but thinking about what I was like back then, I probably wouldn't have. And that makes me kind of sad. I, I don't I don't want to be that version of myself anymore. I want to be a confident version of me. Okay, so moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight to date? My career highlight, it's kind of a simple thing and it might seem really small, but it it means a lot to me. I have made this very specific demo on CodePen. Um, CodePen's like a front-end playground for just doing quick demos with HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And it uses variable fonts, which is something that I experiment a lot with. It's a new specification for fonts on the web um, that allows you to uh, use code to change the way the font is visually displayed and it makes it look like text is growing and it's really simple it's not super fancy but um, I kind of see it as a great accomplishment because at the time I was doing a lot of experimentation with text effects uh, on how to make uh, things interactive 
but keeping it editable and selectable and searchable and all these things. When I came across variable fonts, I wanted to include them in a talk I was giving, but everything that I made, I just felt was super boring. And I knew that variable fonts were going to be this big game changer for web typography and that they had a lot of potential to do some amazing things. So the weekend before this talk, I kind of sat down in front of the TV with a cup of tea and I was browsing through Google Images for text effects in Photoshop, which is kind of how I make a lot of stuff. And um, I came across this grassy effect where it had leaves that were poking out. I was like, yes, I can totally make this with a variable font. So I made this thing. It uses a great font called Decovar by David Berlow. And um, I kind of put it together, put it on CodePan, sent out a tweet, and it had a really amazing reception. And what I didn't realize at the time was that nobody had made anything like that before with variable fonts. It was completely new and it was something that people weren't expecting. And I've been told by people uh, in the industry that it was really unexpected, so much so that it took people by surprise a little bit. Yep. So to me, that's incredible uh, to think that, you know, I, I live in Perth in Western Australia. It's like one of the most isolated cities in the world and I made something that was so impactful just by sh- playing around for a little bit, sharing it out and showing people that, I don't know, I was able to inspire people and create these really interesting things. And um, now there's like heaps of great examples, but that was a really great feeling for me. I think sometimes we expect these career highlights to be some big thing that we plan for or that we aim for. But um, in re- reality, a lot of the time, it kind of takes you by surprise a bit. And uh, you might not even realize at the time that it's really important. Like now I present a lot on variable fonts and, you know, uh, Google has shared some of my examples and Microsoft and Mozilla have as well. And, and that's so cool to me. Like it makes me feel really good. So I guess I kind of like that about it. It encourages you to make things, share it, inspire others, and it kind of reminds me that things are less about what you're going to achieve for you and more about the joy of experimentation and creating things and how that can can help other people. So I consider that to be my career highlight. Do you still hear from people about that? All the time, yeah. Like uh, I know a few people that will... I get like messages on on Twitter saying, hey, can I include this demo in my presentation about variable fonts? And I'm like, yes, you can. (laughs) Or like a friend will be reading a blog post and they'll be like, hey, Mandy, that that code pen you made is is in this blog over here. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So it's kind of nice. Makes me feel good. And I like that um, people see it and are like, ooh, that's really cool. I can do that. And then they go and make something um, even better. So, Mandy, what excites you about the future of careers in the IT industry? Uh, I guess following on from uh, what I just said, what I've always loved about technology is that uh, there are so many opportunities to create something new. As a web developer, I love that the web is this, it's super young. We, We haven't been around for a really long time. I think sometimes you take for granted that the web is there, but it's, I don't know what, like 20, 30 years old, maybe. And so like we don't have to be limited or restricted by things that people have already created because we're still in that like early phase of the web. So we can just experiment and come up with new ideas because it's exciting and young and new and new things are being released all the time. So just generally, whether it's in the browser or it's a coding language or it's hardware or sensors, um, there's a lot of fun to be had and there's a lot of opportunities to use the tech 
to create interesting and creative things, but also uh, tools or websites or experiences that make things more accessible or more usable to solve problems for people, perhaps in ways that haven't been imagined yet. And I think that's amazing. I'm really looking forward to uh, all the things that we get to make and experiment with and, and more importantly, how I can play a role in shaping that. Like that, that excites me. That feels like such an opportunity that you don't often get in a lot of industries. Yep, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's going to be so much opportunity. And if you have the, yes, if you take those opportunities, yes, you can, you just don't know what you're going to experience. It could be fantastic. Exactly. I, I, th- I think it's exciting. Sometimes I think people hold themselves back by trying to replicate what has already been done rather than just playing around with stuff themselves and, and maybe trying something a bit different. Most industries don't have innovation by doing the same thing over and over. They have innovation and new ideas come up by trying something and seeing if it sticks. Yes, exactly. So Mandy, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Go for it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Uh, at GeoCities, back when I was younger, GeoCities was big and I was obsessed with the Backstreet Boys. So I built a lot of Backstreet Boy fan sites and I always enjoyed it. That It just kind of became a part of my life. It was just ingrained in me. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Uh, express your ideas and opinions and do it confidently. I still live by that advice to this day. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? I mean, choosing between design and development was probably one, but to say something different, someone once told me that uh, if I was myself, nobody would take me seriously, which I think is terrible advice. Uh, The time you spend trying to be someone you're not is time you could be spending doing something amazing. So people tell that to you, just ignore them. If you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? I can't really imagine doing anything differently, but if I, maybe if I had my time over, I probably would have paid more attention to science and math classes in school because I always thought that it wouldn't be useful, but there have been many occasions where I've had to relearn basic maths uh, in order to do some of the programming that I want to do. So it'd be good if I if I didn't have to do that over again. Yes. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? Uh, right now, I'm doing a bit of public speaking. So I've been presenting at a bunch of conferences. I'm not very experienced with public speaking. I find it really difficult and quite tiring, but uh, I think it's a really valuable skill to have. It helps you to explain difficult concepts, express ideas confidently and communicate with people more effectively. And um, I find that even in the workplace, it's really valuable when you're just talking one-on-one with someone. Like if you can learn how to present to a group, you can you can help a single person. You can. So where are you going to be in 2020? I presume you've got a, a two or three lines up. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be at NDC London at the end of uh, January. And then right after that, I'll be at JSConf Hawaii, which will be super fun. I tried to keep it pretty chill this year because last year I overdid it a bit. Later in the year, I'm doing Smashing Conf in uh, Austin and I think in Freiburg as well. So that'll be awesome. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? 
I'm quite good at picking up on people's behaviours and feelings, which I think is what's helped me to be able to manage a team. Um, It's also helped me to manage difficult situations in my career, like when clients yell at you or um, when people start to get aggressive or not very nice to work with. Having empathy in the workplace is a hugely valuable skill and it can be a challenge to learn but I would encourage everyone to to try and build up that that part of their non-technical skills. Being able to empathise with other people and, and understand people, their behaviours and their feelings definitely makes achieving what you want easier, but also working with other people a lot easier. And this podcast is called The IT Career Energizer. What do you do to keep your own career energised? Because uh, front-end development is my passion, uh, I just make a lot of stuff. Um, I, that's why I love things like CodePan and, and Code Sandbox because you can quickly just throw something together and, and put it out there. Um, I actually, a couple of years ago, was going to quit front end because I was so miserable. I'd kind of lost the joy. Um, but just making things like text effects, it was really simple, small demo demos really helped me to find the joy again. I think I was just having a play with no expectations uh, Really, really helps me to to refocus on what I love about the technology. And sort of a balancing question, but what do you do in your spare time away from technology? (laughs) I have a golden retriever named Jello and I spend a lot of time with him going for walks. Uh, The weather in Perth is always incredible. So you can pretty much go out whenever you want and it's beautiful and sunny. I also like reading comic books and watching anime and I make uh, costumes sometimes, so I cosplay like Maleficent um, or, or Disney princesses or <laughs> right. Batgirl. That's my Twitter picture is me as Batgirl. So I, I kind of do stuff like that. I like to make things still like with like sewing and costumes and props and stuff, but otherwise I just play with my dog and watch TV. Mandy, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Yeah, so my parting advice would be make the most of people you have around you, Um, whether it's in the workplace or friends or community. I'm really big on community. I run my own meetup group and I like to volunteer at at other events and conferences as well. Um, And the reason I like to do that is I think that you can learn something from everyone. And I've kind of learned over my time that you shouldn't really put arbitrary restrictions on things like that. For example, if they're younger than you or they don't have as much experience or they do different things like different programming languages. Literally everyone has something to teach you if you give them a chance. And I've learned so much from so many amazing people in different careers, age groups, communities, and I'm really, really thankful for that. So I think uh, if you're open to it, other people are kind of what brings joy to your career and what can help spark new ideas and creativity. If you're always learning from the same people doing the same things, you'll really find it difficult to grow. So yeah, make the most of the community and get involved and chat with people and, and see what what they can, can teach you and how they can ex- inspire you. Yes, that's excellent advice, definitely. And finally, what's the best way we can find out about you and connect with you? At Twitter. I love Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Mandy underscore Kerr and I'm most active on it than all the social networks, I guess. Um, I occasionally post pictures of my dog Jello, which I think is a bonus, but um, otherwise I post a lot of stuff about front end and technology and that kind of stuff. 
Great. Mandy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks so much for having me. Hi, Phil here again. Just a final few words from me. Firstly, I'd like to thank my guests for sharing their career tips, experiences and insights with us on the show today. As you probably know, there have been more than 200 guests on the show so far, and I'm continuing to try to attract new guests that can provide great insights to all of us. However, to enable me to do this, I need to ensure that the podcast continues to grow and reach an extended audience. And you can help me in doing this by subscribing to the show and providing a rating and review in whichever platform you listen to. Thanks again for your support. And until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.